Welcome everyone to Fly Half the podcast. I'm Gary Lagden. I um, wrote and acted in Fly Half. And I'm Gareth Moulton, the composer and performer of the songs in Fly Half. We were lucky enough, Gareth and I, to do a number of interviews um, for people who were very important in the, the process of creating Fly Half and then in the performing of Fly Half. And today's interview is with Dion Doherty. Dion, and I've got it written down here because I, I don't want to get this wrong, is the founder and physiotherapist at Complete Kindness CIC in Tilsley. And God, I don't know about you, but this was one of those interviews where we pretty much just sat back and in sort of awe of what Dion gets up to and, and the work that she does and, and, and just let her sort of tell us about the amazing work she does and also the way Fly Half impacted um, her and her team. I mean, Dion's just the, this sort of a force of nature, I think. Gareth, would absolute, you agree with that? Absolute powerhouse, I'd say. Yeah, it's quite extraordinary energy. But what really didn't surprise me, but what I was gratified to hear was how much it resonated with her community and what she's trying to do in her community there in Tildesley. So, yeah, it was, uh, again, another fascinating chat. Well, as you say, it was interesting to sit and listen to her as opposed to chat. Yeah. She's great. Really great. She, she was fantastic. We, we both hope that you really enjoy our interview with Dion Doherty. Should we get started? By the way, lovely seeing you. You too. Could you tell us a little bit about Complete Kindness yourself? So um, I set up a community urban mental health provision in my local area to support the community. It's, um, I'm a psychotherapist myself, so I'm able to offer some um, support one-to-one -one or in small groups. But we also have a cafe here um, and it's just really a community hub for people to meet and um do whatever the community wants to do we create anything and everything whatever if people want to in in this with the play wanted to see a, a live performance so we we were able to bring your play to, to to these premises and people in this area don't usually get to see uh any live theater productions so but it might be something from a knit and natter group or um, a coloring group or uh, meditation we do a range of things but it's it's what the community ask for and we live in an area that is a, a real working class rugby community and when I watched the play I just knew that it would certainly be something that a lot of people would be interested in and I'd had lots of personal experiences in those uh, environments and although you know um, traditional theatre doesn't really appeal to our community uh, but I knew that this would um, be something that would really help and resonate with people and make, bridge that gap between what happens here, uh, you know, daily and actually watching something that um, let them connect with sort of like their entire childhood and generations of their families. So, and that's what we do all the time, just to, you know, what are you doing, but how does it really, uh, you know, what, what, what is that, the, the, the quality of your life from your experiences? Uh, and then if, people want more of the things that they've experienced like a walking group or they like to go for a walk so then they'll go we'll, we'll create a walking group it's all about sort of well-being but it seems like that that comes from the community they say to you look do we want to do this I, I'm interested in doing that and then you help facilitate that in a way absolutely yeah and lots of volunteers and lots of people who are you know in in good good health that want to support those that aren't uh, feeling so good. Yeah. Why did you think Fly Half 
a story about, I don't know, two men, a father and a son initially, and there are female characters in it, but why did you, and two men performing it, as in Gareth and myself, why did you think that would be appropriate or indeed interesting for your Complete Kindness venue? Okay, so we're in Tilsley, which is all, you know, that everybody here is rugby, not football, where we are. It's, you know, Wigan Borough, my husband, he's from Wigan. Um, and in fact, he was one of the people that I really wanted to introduce to some really great performances. And he would never go and see um, a, a traditional uh, pr production. But he, you know, like most of the people who were who came in the audience, they have the understanding and experience being part of a rugby club uh, including my children and myself actually at one point I was playing for a ladies team and it just and uh, it, it's not just that though it's so it's so fundamental the things in the play resonate with everybody it's not just about rugby it's like about the reality of being part of something that's really powerful I'm gonna cry no, but that, that is the point. It really touches the hearts of, you know, uh, and, it, and it is sort of that working class environment of um, you get together and, and you're inspired by people in your own community who've risen above and gone beyond with something. It's just your body, really, and your mindset. It's not about, you know, your your wealth or where you are in the world. That's so, so I, I know our community understands that. There's something that's popped up a number of times when we've spoken to other people is that, um, and I know it's a bugbear of mine, it's when I see working class characters on stage or on television or on film and they're seen as one type of person and they're seen as, um, I don't know, sort of a stereotype. So, for example, in, in my context, and when I see people who play a working class character, they usually play them as not as intelligent as select yeah yeah that's so not the case is it because it's um like i think what it is is in working class areas we try to um contain our emotions because it's a protection so what we got to see in your production was a very fly on the wall experience of someone being really articulate and intelligent and and the way that lots of people would speak but they would have to be in a really safe space so I understand that as a as a therapist like um and I think that's what it did it showed to the world what you could see if that person felt they weren't being seen while they were saying those things fabulous wow that's a brilliant thing to see yeah it's spot on though isn't it yeah. it's absolutely spot on yeah, yeah. We, we found that that it, it does seem to speak you know to a certain type of person very strongly i think it's those people that don't speak it is that total toxic masculinity situation yeah. um and, and you know i think we've all been um we're all capable of if somebody doesn't say anything we make so many assumptions mm. and what does strip away those assumptions and and show us that um you know we're all kindred spirits and we have the full range of feelings and um yeah if only more people could speak out like the the character in the play then we'd be able to help more people there was a lovely moment and i think because it was um it was the first time 
the Gareth and I have been out of a, a, a sort of a traditional theatre venue since lockdown. So for us, it was going back into a community again where the play started in a rugby club. But to go back into a community space was really quite exciting for us. And there, there was a moment that Gareth and I, um, in your lovely venue, we were down some stairs. Yeah. Um, as everyone was coming in and we had to get in there quite early so that people could take a seat. And um, I remember Gareth and I were in the dark, I think, literally <laughs> in the dark, because you'd shut the door on us. And we kind of went, what, what are we doing? What, <laughs> what are we doing? I do think that's how it goes. Um, anything that you do within such a grassroots community, even though you think or you've, you've planned something, we, we know like the authenticity of this kind of community means that you can't plan 100% how things are going to go. Mm. And if you, you really, you know, if it resonates with people, then, then, you know, it's almost like you're in their hands rather than when we yeah. go something that's very polished, although it was totally polished and amazing play, it wasn't, they weren't stepping into some massive theatre space. It was their but I found space. it very, I, I, it was their space, and I found that really interesting. So the show went great, and then afterwards, because you'd organised with uh, Mike, you, you'd organised the bar. And, and for us, and I know Gareth and I mentioned this before, but there's something about the conversations that happen after the show are as important as the piece itself. And some of the conversations I was having with your um, community members and also the way that um, your hub is really there to help everyone. So there was someone having trouble outside and everyone kind of looked after that person and then things moved on and then a con another conversation happened. And then before you know it, we were there for 90 minutes at the end of the show in your space, being welcomed, of course, but at the same time, there were, it felt to me, and I, I, I don't know, uh, Didi, but it felt to me that you were working the entire time in, in a really good way. Yes, you watched the show and yes, you enjoyed, appreciated the show and said, you know, told us it was great. But at the same time, it, it felt to me that you weren't able to switch off from work. Would that be fair? Absolutely. Uh, I'm privileged and humbled that I have had the, whatever it is, experiences, professional or um, life experiences that mean that I have been given a... a um, a gift, it sounds really soft and soppy, but my gift is that I'm aware of when something's safe and when it's not. Um, so, like, at any time, I am i don't like it. Like, people might say from lived experience, you're hypervigilant, but it's not. If you can tone that down and really use it to your advantage, it means that you can always make sure that everybody is included and, and that they can enjoy it, knowing that it's safe and supporting, you know, whatever's happening. So... Yeah, it's work, but it's not a work of, you know, it's a purpose. The future then for complete kindness for you, what, what, do you have like a sort of, um, I just don't suppose you do, but is there, for, so for example, with Fly Half, we kind of knew how long we have to do the play. You know, the Arts Council even gave us the money first time, then the second time, and then finally with this one, the third time. So we kind of know, oh, here's the stop off date. This is when it stops. Is it like that with you when it comes to your venue? No, it's uh, based around any funding I might work till midnight trying to get 500 quid after I finish work. So th because if we run this place in a sustainable way, we are putting the business ahead of the community. 
Um, and that's, I would, you know, and that doesn't serve people because they're not seen. So um, it, it's on a wing and a prayer, but it doesn't really matter because it's not our problem. <laughs> and and if, you know, and that's that's the whole thing. It feel It's all about feelings. If it feels right, if people are getting what they need from it, I feel that, um, you know, it'll take care of itself, those things. And miraculously, it's been two years now, and that is that is how it's gone. And it's not through, um, we don't have these big donations or anything. We just, I don't know, it looks like we've got each other's backs. And when you need something, or you need to have some time to do those things, that's what really lucky it's so many people have wanted to be part of this. So, um, you know, leading it is dif different, but, I, I, you know, I can't, I, I'm very blessed. There's a, lots of people and it's, the community loves it. It's fabulous work, that's for sure. It's great, isn't it? It's like anything that any of us do. We're, um, uh, uh, get the ego out of the way. Mm. Have a good, nothing to do with something that you need to fill yourself up with and then just be open. That's how life goes when it works. <laughs> <laughs> when it works. It's interesting. It's interesting. And, 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 you know, forgive me for this, but that's sort of what, Darren is going through throughout the entire play is this idea that actually how do I express how do I let go of this thing it's almost like a sort of a weight of um, professionalism in the rugby world and the fact that my son's not being accepted because he's not big enough and the world I live in is changing and how can I cope and what do I say and how, how can I express like truly express you know, I think that that sort of might have been why it was important to me for my husband Mike to see it because he was premature. His dad was like the um, the captain of the first team, and Mike was tiny until he was about sixteen. Then he had a little growth spurt. He's still not the tallest man on the planet, but it's like you know. So he went through that experience. You know, when he was looking up to his dad, and he was supposed to be somebody to his dad as well. And his dad was very much the alpha male. And, um, you know, he still remembers those experiences of, of the difference and the expectations of a, for a child when your dad is like somebody, you know, really um, capable. So it, And that crosses so many bridges. That's not just about sport, is it? No, absolutely. Oh. I, well, I, 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 all I want to do, DD, is thank you. I mean that that was brilliant, and um, and Gareth can edit this, so this bit doesn't won't need to go in. Oh, but honestly, every want. single no no everything's going to go in. But but honestly, everything you said there is sort of amazing, it, and also just to make that connection, I think between some piece of theatre that connects to a community is really important. And you know, it sometimes these things, you know, when we talk about it all the time, they come across as trite, don't they? But actually, it can sometimes not make a massive difference. But even if just for that evening, someone goes, "Oh, I had a great hour." What you know, watching that those two um, Welsh people, one singing a song, one telling a tale. When you actually watch something and it resonates with you, it's almost like mindfulness. You get taken away into another space, another time where you resonate, and you. It's almost like you're not thinking about your own problems when you watch something that makes sense to you yeah. of your own upbringing. 
And that is when you hyper-focus on something. As a therapist, we use this all the time. Watch something, do something, see something away from your ordinary everyday life. But you have to be able to, it has to resonate with you. So it has to be something. Fundamentally, the foundation of it feels very authentic and real to you and something that you can, you know, you can understand. So that's why it was really important for our community to have something that was about a sport that is totally entrenched in everything everybody does here. That's that's the beauty of your play coming to these rugby towns. Because you can watch it, you can forget what's going on in your life, but you totally understand it. And it feels, it's cathartic. It's a process. You actually help those people process thoughts and feelings that they weren't able to do because of the working class background and perhaps that, that they haven't had those tools or those resources to, to consider. But just watching the play is healing in itself. Now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm going. Doherty. I'm going already. Bloody hell. Right. I only right. recorded that guy. Not that. <laughs> that was Not cool. all that. Thank you so much, Dion. That's so kind of you to do this. <laughs> I'm the one take wonder. <laughs> That's it. Sorted. Thanks for listening. Fly Half the Podcast is funded by Arts Council England.